0: Hey everyone if you know me you know i'm a super clean freak this is steph palermo and i've got to tell you about an amazing cleaning product these days everyone is fed up with unnecessary chemicals and additives me too so let me tell you about an all-in-one household product annie's pure and simple i know what you're thinking i was thinking it too what about covid rest easy annie has got you covered Annie makes her products from natural ingredients that are proven to kill germs and viruses, including the COVID-19 virus. And they're surface friendly, as well as streak and smear free. And guess what else? It's safe for the kiddos and the pets. It's one cleaner for all your cleaning needs. Women owned and manufactured right here on the South Shore. Annie's Pure and Simple, change the way you clean. Available online at anniespureandsimple.com and your local Whole Foods supermarket.
1: Let's go. Ooh, girl, you're like a Fifth Avenue diamond. And they don't make you like they You're never going out of style.
0: This is the Just Steph Show. I'm your host, Steph Palermo, your Sicilian soul guide, bringing sexy back to Monday nights. Tune in every Monday night from 8 to 10 p.m. for weekly healings, soul readings, special guests, and tips to enhance your life by balancing body, mind, and heart. Make your Monday night sexy right here on WATD 95.9 with Just Step. Hey, this is the Just Step Show. Everybody has two lives. The second one begins when you realize you only have one. We are second lifers, empty nesters, newly single, and those starting over H3, your healthy, happy, hip years are just beginning. I'm bringing sexy back to Monday Night Radio. You do not want to miss tonight and every Monday night because I'm helping you transform your life one glorious day at a time. I am Steph Palermo, your intuitive soul guide and healer, radio talk show host, international speaker and published author. I help second lifers transform their lives to leave a legacy they can be proud of. We have an amazing show tonight. I'm so excited. It's feast season in the North End, and tonight's show is all about the North End traditions and the p- pillars of Sicilian life. I have a very, very special guest tonight. Frankie Di Pasquale of Di Pasquale Ventures is uh, going to be calling in a little later, and we're going to talk about all things the Amalfi Coast restaurants, the North End, the traditions, and all those uh, things that he's brought over from Italy to share with America. And that's going to be amazing. So stay tuned. You do not want to miss it. Uh, This week's Soul Block, we're going to talk about how people's opinions get in the way of your evolving during the Just Deaf Rules of Dating. We're going to talk about the root of the fear of commitment, where it comes from, where where it stems from, and there's so much more. So be part of the show today. Call in for a healing, a soul reading, or to ask me, Just Steph, 781-837-4900. Tell me what's going on in your life. I want to hear from you. So let's get grounded, everybody out there, because, you know, I, I want everybody to settle in. Settle in. Breathe. And just know that tonight you will hear exactly what you need to hear. Exactly what spirit, your inner being, what the divine wants you to hear, what you want, what you need in your life. That's what you you will receive that every time you tune into the Just Steph Show. Okay, I'm gonna pull a grace card for you. Okay. Imagination. Life's difficulties are, are a call to consciousness, a grace-inspired event that challenges us to reach beyond limited thinking. That's funny because one of the segments, I'm going to be talking a little bit about uh, suffering and, and attachments. So life, di- life's difficulties are a call to consciousness, a grace-inspired ev- event that challenges us to reach beyond limited limited thinking. You have to go outside the box, people. Outside the box. So today, even though it's kind of a it's a sad day around the world, I think, but today is National Happiness Happens Day. So we need to try and be happy. But one big thing about today, it's the Lions Gate Portal. 8-8. It's August 8th. So this is one of the luckiest days of the year, and it's considered an auspicious date for setting abundance focused intentions. So today's a great day. So, you know, I did this this morning. I set some strong intentions. And you know, it's funny. I had kind of an interesting day today and it wasn't all peaches and cream, but I know that no matter what, even if it isn't a total feel good, happy day where you feel like, oh my gosh, everything's just so perfect and the money's rolling in, and whatever else is going on, and everything's perfect. in, in the life, it's not that it. I I know that the universe is working it all out for me. So even when it feels, and doesn't always have to feel great, or if it doesn't, if it doesn't feel uh, comfortable, it's a little uncomfortable, a little bit edgy, maybe feels bad to you. Know that. That the universe has your back. God has your back. Spirit has your back. And everything will work out for you in the long run. It always, always, always does. And so one thing I want to talk to you about today is, is the fact that you're a blessing. You are a blessing in people's lives. And if they don't see that, then maybe they don't belong to be, at least in your life, quite a bit. You know, they you need to keep them at bay. And You need to acknowledge that you're a blessing and live it. If you know every day that you're a blessing in people's lives, then you're going to reach that goal. You're going to be that blessing. You're going to be the person that you are called to be. And you need to love yourself, love your life and your work Because everything is worth it. It's all worth it. And I have to say, I believe that many, maybe most, of the happiest people have been through more pain than anyone could ever imagine. It's because when people go through hard, difficult, difficult times, when they go through maybe personal torment, and suffering and they come through it on the other side they understand the joy they understand they understand how amazing life is and i had this this happened to me many years ago uh back in 2010 when I was I was walking, I was in Atlanta, and I was you know doing my morning walk, and I was walking over 285, which is the Atlanta's Beltline, and I looked up over the fence. I wrote a blog about this, and I thought, what would it take for me to go up and over, and just be done with it all? Because not because I wanted to kill myself, but because the pain in my life was so bad, I just thought dead has got to be better than this, and. I share this story with you because if I could do a back, you know, handspring, if I could do a cartwheel, I would because my life is, is, is really so amazing and not much has changed in the, in, in, in so many ways. I mean, things have changed for me, of course, because I've, I've grown and I've, I've moved forward, but, and I've, I've reclaimed my life, but Really, what has changed is my perspective. Things that bothered me or things that were painful are no longer painful to me anymore. And then I started to make choices in my life that brought me joy, that served me. Uh, So I want you to understand that I had to realize that I'm a blessing in people's lives. And I remember thinking, why? What, what's, you know, it's not worth it. I, I don't bring any value to anybody, but I do, and you do too. So I want you to embrace that. I want you to understand that. And I want you to hold on to the fact that you're a blessing. And if, if pe- anybody tells you you're replaceable, replace them. And I do want to make a mention here because I, I'm so sad about this, uh, and I'm sure you all too, you all are too. Olivia Newton-John, at 73, passed away from uh, a 30-year battle with cancer. And um, and I'll tell you what, it's so sad. What a beautiful, beautiful person, beautiful, beautiful soul, beautiful, beautiful. Little tribute to, gonna do a little tribute to um, Olivia Newton-John. She's just you know an icon for all of us. So tell me what's going on in, on your life. Call me tonight 781-837-4900. Tell me what's going on with you. Tell me uh, your opinions on the with the topics, and uh, and ask me any questions. I love books that give a real glimpse into a culture while also imparting life lessons. There's not many books like this, and my favorite one that stayed with me, it's called It's Not Personal Sunny, It's Business by Steph Palermo. In this book, Steph combines the pillars of Sicilian heritage with her own life experiences into a book that's truly going to transform the way you think about life and the way you think about work. Stop postponing living your best, most satisfying life and stop putting off thriving in your business. You can do both of those things right now. Just go to buysteffsbook.com and order your copy today. You won't regret it. That's www.buysteffsbook.com. See you there.
2: This is Christian Silvestri from Rabia's Dolce Fumo on 73 Salem Street, Boston's North End on the Just Steph Show.
0: All right. Thanks, Christian. Thanks for uh, that little that little bit of a drop there. Anyway, uh, healing, I want to talk about healing. Healing in any area of our lives helps to mend the wounds that we've been talking about, the wounds that, uh, that we have in our lives every day, the things that have come up for, for us in the past. So here is tonight's healing. Now I'm healing! Okay, so I just ask you, um, especially if you need healing in any area, to just kind of listen and tune in. Spirit, you are the source of love, healing, and restoration. We thank you for the miracles you still perform today. Tonight, bestow your grace on those listening who are in need of your healing. Bring peace, restoration, and full health to this audience and their loved ones. I believe in the the healing power of faith and prayer, and I ask you to begin your mighty work in the lives of my audience. Please reach down and surround my audience with supernatural peace and strength and give my audience the faith to believe that all things are possible for you, Spirit. Amen. And one of those ways that we can uh, heal in our lives is to engage in the traditions that we have we establish we, we have established in our lives and traditions bring a sense of security and I want to talk talk to you a little bit about this because I know Italians and Sicilians we have really strong traditions and and we don't we don't like to change them too much. It's such a security blanket for us. It is for me and that doesn't mean I wouldn't change a little thing little things here and there I know when I lived in Atlanta I I couldn't really do the Christmas Eve traditions that we have here but I did my I started my own little traditions but I made it similar to what we did uh, back home so but however you know, we come to rely on cer- certain rituals and events that unify us and bring back memories of the past. It's it's a bonding time. When we engage in traditions with the people that we love, our tribe, we, we bond, we find uh, peace, we have support there. And even if the players of the event change the tradition remains the, the traditions can stay the same and keep us connected to the past, past in addition to building memories of the present and here's the thing even if you think you don't have traditions because i know a lot of people think oh well we don't do that or we don't have any traditions you do have traditions especially during major life events life changing events you'll look at those and you'll do things will come up a birth, you you'll have a, a baby shower or a christening or some sort of uh, initiation into a faith, whatever faith you are. Uh, weddings, when people get married, when they die, we need those traditions, even if it sounds. Uh, sort of morbid but we need the traditions of of a wake and a funeral so that we can bond and have support this is how we heal and mend our lives we're created to live in community and traditions bond us to that community you know it's like things even things like the the Boston marathon these are our community events that happen in they they happen in our lives and they happen every year, and these are events that happen year after year after year, just like the Feast in the North End, which I'm going to talk about a little later. But we, I was there this past weekend, and the weekend before I had my St. Joseph's Feast. We processed th- through the streets. These traditions came to us from Sicily and Italy with our, you know, our ancestors, and this is how we bond as a community. This brings us together to celebrate and to uh to enjoy. I had growing up on St. Joseph's Day, my father and I would we would take zeppelins to my my great-grandmother. That was a tradition. That was something we did. I'm sure all of you have traditions in your lives, but these tra- but you need to understand that without them we would we would be sort of lost and on our own. We would be a stray sheep. We wouldn't be, you know, have that community feel. I, and I used to cry when I was in Atlanta that I couldn't recreate the holidays the way they were at home, but I started to make my own traditions, and now that I'm back in Boston, I'm even making, you know, doing some newer things in terms of, you know, my kids are older and, and being able to, but it's the same meal. It's the same, you know, you sit down, it's all the same food. It's all the same, you know, some of the same people, the cousins, the, you know, the family. These traditions keep us supported. This is where we heal. This is where we can let our hair down. Even things like the Super Bowl. You have Super Bowl parties, sporting events. traditions are so important in people's lives they don't realize how how much they need them and how healing they are and therapeutic so keep in mind so if you have some traditions you uh, I'd love to hear from you send me an email or comment here give me a call uh 781 837 4900 tell me what your traditions are or comment on if you're watching on Facebook if you're watching live Uh, Send me a little comment in a little chat. And if you would like an on air healing, email me at steph at juststeph.com. And you can call me here in the studio if you'd like a healing as well. 781 837 4900. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, this week's Soul Block, and we're going to talk about people's opinions. And this is the North End. So, call me 781 837 4900 with your thoughts on tonight's topics or to ask me any questions. Do you guys have my book out there? Grab a copy. Buy Steph's Book.com. So, so, so easy. Buy Steph's Book.com. It's not personal, Sunny. It's business. How to run your family life and business like a Sicilian. I'm actually going to be talking about that a little later. Coming up, I'm going to be talking about, uh, I'm going to be doing Chapter 1, a little book study tonight on, the, on, on my book. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. So, uh, this week's Soul Block we're talk about my soul. The Soul Block. We're moving right along here. This week's Soul Block is brought to you by Annie's Pure and Simple. Clean your house. Clean your soul. Available at all Whole Foods supermarkets.
1: Soul Block, of people.
0: If you're around, come right
1: now. Okay. You
0: you know, I like to talk about things that block us. They get in the way of, of our, our growth. They get in the way, you know, this, it's like a pebble in your shoe. It gets in the way, okay? So first of all, people's opinions, we are so worried so, so much of the time about what people are going to think about what we're doing. And a lot of times, those people might even tell you what they're thinking, like it's any of their business. And I will tell you right up front I'm not even gonna wait for the end of, to the, the worst are the ones that love us the most, the ones that are closest to us. Now, I wanna differentiate between being in community that's healing and uplifting and trad- in our traditions with. The fact that there may be people that are in those traditions that give us a hard time about our, you know, what we're doing, how we're li- how we live our lives. So, you want to sometimes keep those people a little bit at bay, but that's okay. Just ignore them at the at the Christmas dinner table. Just get a little Teflon skin. You'll be all right. But living according to people's opinions is a it's a victim mentality you know why because because you are actually basing your happiness and your life on something outside of yourself so you're a victim of their thoughts and what they think of you which is really none of anybody's business including you what they think of you is their business Never take anything personally. That's one of the four agreements by Don Don Miguel Ruiz. You can't take anything. It's not their business. And we're... The way we're raised, even you have to separate those wonderful, beautiful traditions and those great things we learned, especially our old school ways, you know, sitting at the dinner table all of those great things that we did, you have to separate that from people's, people imposing the way life ought to be lived on you. Because no matter what, even if you're exactly in the same family, you're raised the same way, you are an individual. And your life and your journey and your soul and your purpose is yours. It's a personal... It's personal. This, this, this right here is personal. It's yours. You'll always be different. You'll never be exactly the same as anybody else. You know, it's so funny because my son was telling me this morning, he was saying, Mom... This boy abandoned his family because they didn't have enough followers on social media. And I said, "Oh. That's very interesting. This is what this is what this world has come to." And I thought, "Hmm. So they're ba- he, he's based people are basing opinions on how many likes you get on social media or how many how much engagement you have on your social media." And believe me, this is my business. My business is based upon my social media reach so that I can, you know, get clients and, and, and grow my radio show and grow my business. There's no, there's no doubt. But I'm supposed to stay in my bed because I didn't get a lot of likes. And then now I can, se- I can celebrate because, oh, I got something went viral. Woohoo! I can't base my life on social media. And that's what a lot of people, those are the opinions out there, right? And here's what happens. You begin sometimes at a young age to, to live another life, one that's not yours, especially if you're conforming. And you know what ends up happening? You're left with regret on your deathbed for not having lived a life that's authentic, To who you are. Living a joyful, happy life that's aligned to your purpose is what you're meant to do. You're here for three reasons. To love, be loved, and to co-create with the divine creator. Whatever that creation process is for you. Whether it's creating new you know, babies or whether it's creating a spreadsheet or making a table or knitting or crocheting, whatever it is that you do, whether it's cooking, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You're called to live that life. You're called to live that purpose and that That life, that purpose driven life is your happiest life, and sometimes it just doesn't fit with everybody else. I was always weird always I was always different, no matter what whether it was from the the my pollen syndrome, my rear disorder, whether it was because i saw I always saw things very differently from everybody else i if i heard the same story i from as my as the next person i interpreted it completely differently i was always i was always getting eye rolls oh that's staff she's so sensitive and i live a life that's outside of the box i have to it's what i'm called to do and I'm not worried about what anybody else is thinking. It took me a long time to get that way because everyone is, you know, I hear, I hear it. Who does she think she is? And I know so many of you out there, especially if you're attracted to this type of show, you're, you want more from your life. And sometimes the people around us keep us. They want to they pull you back. You know, just when you got out, they pull you back in. And for those people out there who have kids, who are listening, that have young kids, and they say, well, oh, I'll live my purpose when my kids are grown. I'll, you know, I'll be happy when my kids are grown. Well, here's this. The greatest burden a child must bear is the unlived life of its parents. That's kal young. So by not living your purpose, you're doing a disservice to your children. You're doing a disservice for the people around you. And the fear of people's opinions is an unreasonable obsession. It's especially predominant in the modern world. And what's worse, it may be holding you back from performing at your best level. This is fear-based. We're afraid. We're afraid we're going to lose people. We're worried about what the world is saying, what the world is doing, what we see on TV, all the news. Oh, please stop it. Just stop. Stop watching the news. It's ridiculous. Boycott the news. And when you're on social media, be very, very careful about what you really pay attention to. Be choosy about what you absorb. Sometimes you've got to put yourself in a little baby bubble and just forge ahead. And live that life. And don't worry what anyone else is thinking. I think I probably said this story already in the last few weeks. I was talking to my mother sometime, you know, a few months back. And she said, I I was telling her something that was maybe not super happy. I don't know. Oh, she said, I love my mother. You know I love my mother. She said, I just want you to settle down. I said, Mom, what does that mean? You want me to settle down? You want me to like stay home at night and watch Judge Judy and Wheel of Fortune? Is that settled? You want me just not to travel and just stay home? What does that mean? Because my settled, my settled down is when I'm doing, when I'm living my life on my terms, when I'm living my best purpose driven life and I'm breathing. And I'm laughing and I'm enjoying. That's settled down. That's settled. That's when I'm tiptoeing through the tulips with Jimmy. <laughs> right? I'm not going to settle for less. And I don't think you should either. You need to be the captain of your own ship. You can't be listening to what the crew is saying. If you listen to all the crew and the mutiny that's going on, you're just going to crash. Be the captain of your own ship. Drive your own bus, people. Don't worry about what everybody has to say and if you have to have a talk with somebody you have a tough conversation say i understand you don't want me to be hurt you don't you know you're worried about me but you know what i'm sorry i i get it and i love you for that but i'm sorry this is what i'm doing this is what i really want in my life and you know when i tell people oh i'm going to go to sicily i want to buy a house they look at like me oh you're so nuts. Why? You know, why do you want to do that? Because I want to. Hello? You know, that's what I want to do. I want to have retreats there. I want to host retreats. I want to get something big enough to host retreats so I don't have to put people up in a in a, uh, B&B. That's what I want to do. Sounds cray-cray, but you know what? I don't, you know, this is what I want out of life. I'm, this is what I'm walk, working towards. So, oh, I want to be on the radio. That's crazy. How are you going to be on the radio? I'm going to get on the radio. Just get on the radio. That's what you do. This is what I'm talking about. Living life on your terms. Doing what breeds life into your soul, that breathes a fresh air into you. Living that life that You're going to look back and say, I'm so glad I did. Because the regrets you'll have later on is that you, you, I should have, should have, I should have done it. Your regrets will be what you didn't try. Not your failures, not what didn't work, but what you didn't try. And imagine, imagine not trying Because of what somebody else thought. Now that's a sin. That's, that's, that's a real tragedy. It's, it really is not the way you want to go down. You want to go down swinging. Because living a mundane life is an insult to infinite intelligence. It's an insult to be on that treadmill and board. Old school values like the dinner table, family respect, loyalty, generosity, purpose-driven work, leisure, love and forgiveness we got to bring back those basic values, because they're not a priority today. All of that shows how much you value yourself and the people around you. We've become really, really self-centered people. We're isolated. And you know, selfish is not, has nothing to do with engaging in self-care. And this is part of living a vibrant life. Selfish is not sharing your authentic self with the world, your world. And you want to surround yourself with like-minded people who want what's best for themselves first. They want what's best for themselves and others and the people around them. Because when people truly want... What's really good for them deep down? They'll want that for other people because that makes the. Imagine a world where everybody is aligned to to their purpose and living a joyful life. Do you think that we'd be listening to any of this stuff on 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 uh, on the news? Do you think? I want to know how people put their head down at night. How do they sleep? So you want people, you want people surrounding you that help you to live your best life and be your authentic self to support you. Sometimes we have to sort of stay away from people that don't support us. They don't, even if you love them to death. Because you know what? If you want to stay in that purpose-driven life, it, you'll need people who will be a cheerleader for you. You'll need a support system because there'll be those people's opinions out there that will try to keep you in your, in your space, in that low, that low frequency. They want to keep you down. So you need a tri- that tribe that will support you no matter what. Well, when we we come back, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, it's not personal, Sonny. It's business.
2: I'm making America Italian again and you're listening to me on the just step show all
0: right we're back and uh you know I just before I get into uh, my book I want to tell you that you know getting out of your normal habits and to do's offers a crisp fresh vision of what you really want from life so create a legacy and a new future by coming with me to uh, to Sicily in September September 10th through 18th I'm just really getting this going I'm I'm gonna be there anyway so I said okay let me just, Let me just see if uh, people are interested in changing their lives. So I'll have you part of the town in a day. You will immerse in the culture. You will become Sicilian for eight days. What does that mean? Daily siesta, walks by the sea, amazing Mediterranean food, Sicilian wines, cocktails in the piazza with the locals, coffee and gelato, a cooking lesson, visiting sacred sites, edice. Google it. Google Ediche, Costa La Mare del Golfo, a day at the number one beach in, in all of Italy, San Vito Lo Capo, authentic Marcella wine tasting at Cantina Florio, shopping at the Gucci, Dolce & Gabbana, Versace, and Versace outlets, as well as local shops. And, of course, you'll have time with me discovering what you love, your passions, and who you are, learning how to build relationships like the Sicilians, caring for yourself, understanding how to authentically bring value to those in your world and leave a legacy you can be proud of. So this, this retreat is for anyone who is interested in deep transformations, leaving a, legacy, uh, leaving a legacy and having a blast while doing it all. So contact me at steph at And just keeping in line with the Sicilian traditions, I want to talk a little bit about family. A man who doesn't spend time with his family can never be a real man. That's Don Vito Corleone. So from the moment Sicilian babies take their first breath, the family is the central focus of existence. It's the primary institution for learning, and anyone married or over 25 can be your teacher, whether your mother is standing there or not. So we, you know, we, were, we were raised where whoever was there, you were going to get corrected if you were out of line. It didn't matter, especially at the dinner table. And my mother would just watch, or my mother would correct my cousins. We spent Sundays, holidays, vacations, and snow days together. I couldn't wait to be with my cousins. I couldn't wait for, you know, a Christmas day when they were going to show up, and they all marched in. And we just, all we did was laugh and play and sing and eat. I never remember anyone crying or fighting. I don't remember it. We attended each other's concerts, plays, sporting events, and birthday parties. All of the religious milestones, baptisms, first communions, confirmations, not only brought the family together, the immediate family, but other families and friends. And it was our sacred tribe. This was our tribe. This is where we learned to communicate with our elders we, under, we learned to, we, because we were talking, we weren't texting. This is where I developed my sense of humor. What we found out, found was funny. It's where I learned right from wrong and loyalty. I learned appreciation for the, the previous generation's taste in music, entertainment, and of course, food, My mother was up, I woke up every Sunday morning to frying meatballs. My mother was frying meatballs every, it was unbelievable, every Sunday. My family was the most important institution in my life. It was where I was safe, especially living with a rare disorder. I I was safe. I was safe at at home. We didn't know what was going to go on out there, out in the world. And it was, you know, the, my benchmark for how I believed other families and institutions operated. And I was really shocked that people outside of my neighborhood did not have some of these traditions. When I, when I attended college, I couldn't believe that there were moms out there that were bad cooks. And they didn't, people didn't have delicious meals with their families so I was, you know, this—the tradition of being in the family was so important to us. And I have some pointers for you from my book. It's not personal, Sunny, It's business: how to R- run your family life and business like a Sicilian. To incorporate some of these values and traditions into your life. Now I know it's—it's it's difficult to pick up at whatever age you are and say, oh. Wait, I'm going to be a Sicilian today, or I'm going to be an Italian today. However, depending on where you are in your familial relationships, you can make subtle and maybe not so subtle changes. Sicilian, fam- Sicilian families and Italian families eat, laugh, and cry together. By adopting some or all of, of the following suggestions, you can expect to bond as a family and grow closer. Okay, here we go, parents out there. Stand up to your kids, you're in charge. Have a backbone. Allow this is the best. Allow your kids to feel the consequences of their choices and actions. Everyone wants to say, not my kid. Yeah, it was your kid. Stop candy coating everything. Nobody gets invited to every party. No one not everybody deserves a trophy. When my kids used to say, "Oh, mom, there was a there's someone who was having is having a party. I'm not invited." I, I first of all, I was so happy because I didn't have to drive them or buy a gift. But I was like, "You know what? You can't get invited to everything." And you know, and I had parents tell me, "Oh, I they would be so mad, up in arms, that their kid wasn't invited to a party." And I was going, oh, "Okay, whatever." Talk about your generation to your kids and have, if there's elders in your family, have them talk about their, you know, give their stories and tell their stories. We were always together, grandparents, great-grandparents. A lot of times that doesn't happen these days, but if you have older folks in your life, let the kids be exposed to that. They can talk to them and listen to stories instead of being on the games and, and, and texting start cooking for god's sake if you don't if you're a single person and you don't you know have kids or, or a young family you can do this in your life you you need to build a tribe of people that you can trust bring people together over food talk about things that are important respectfully discuss topics that interest you with your with your new tribe ask for help and support people love that they want to be helped they want they want to help you and and they they'll they'll accept your help in return be the kind of person you would like to be in your tribe now in business here's the thing business this is important in business because if you ran your business like a family like a sicilian family nobody would leave they don't leave Who leaves their family unless they're really awful? So here are some tips if you have a business. Get to know know everyone personally. Offer events, even during work hours, that help employees get to know one another. Encourage well-being for the entire person. Eat together. Encourage celebrating each other's successes and be there when times are tough illnesses, new babies, life-altering events. Foster lo- loyalty, appreciation, and service toward and for one another. People want to feel needed. Help your crew to understand the importance, in, the importance of that in, in the organization. Let them know they are part of something big, and without them, there is a void. Start company traditions. Friday afternoon happy hours, Monday morning healthy breakfast. Where people just talk about the weekends, maybe a midweek lunch and learn well being happy hour. And of course, be excited to see your family every single day. You can bring these family traditions into your business. And you can help foster these relationships. People need to feel like they're part of something. And when they do that, they're not go- you're going to have more loyalty. When you, give to your, when you give to your employees, when you give to your coworkers, when you encourage them to take care of themselves and to be part of something bigger, they're going to want to do more for you. They're going to want to do more for the company. They're going to want to help out. And, And in a family, nobody's, no kid is trying to be the mother and the mother's not trying to be the aunt. So nobody's trying to take over anybody else's job. In a family, everyone stays in their lane, right? So... In business, in your business, if everybody feels like they're part of a family, they're going to stay in their lane, and they're not going to worry about who's taking over their job or that they're going to lose their job. You need to treat your coworkers like family. And you might say, well, what if I don't like my coworkers? What if I don't like my employees? Well, maybe you need to find new coworkers and new employees. Or maybe there's something you can do with yourself to change. You can't expect other people to change if you don't change yourself. Bringing, this, bringing these family values into your own family today and into your life and into your business, you, you will see immense changes. You will see your life be so much easier. It'll be easier. You'll get along better. The kids will enjoy it. And you can grow your company and know that you have taken really good care of your family. So if you're ready to get your biz in front of over 100K peeps, email me, steph at juststeph.com. Next next hour, we have the Just Step Rules of Dating, the weekly soul reading, and Frankie D. Pasquale in your social 411. Okay, we're back and before i get go on to the next topic i want to say i forgot to say this early on i want to thank sue greco for all the music tonight i reached out to her i said oh we need our our favorite north end club songs and and uh she was she had so many uh, great ideas so all the music tonight thanks sue love you so now we have. This is. I know you guys have been waiting for this. This is dating advice for second lifers, and it's the Just Steph rules of dating.
1: Oh, all
0: right. So you know what? I I decided I'm gonna uh I'm gonna pull a love card before I start. Let's see what we got. I shuffled these. I sprayed the holy water on them. You know I do that if you guys watch Love Card Friday. I'm going to pull, pull one out of the middle. Ooh. I love this one. Express love through gifts. A small token of love can convey great appreciation. Now, here's a quick lesson on the love languages. Words of affirmation. Acts of service. Time. Touch, and gifts. So somebody, if you if you're listening, either you need a gift or somebody in your life uh, receives love through gifts, and you might want to go ahead and pick something up for that person, whatever that is, that you uh, you think. But uh, yeah, if people. Re- the problem with the 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 love languages are it, well, it's with people really. How we receive love is usually what we put out, and a lot of times the person in our life is uh, receives love differently. So I may want, you know, I may uh, receive love through uh, words of affirmation, which is definitely my love language—words of affirmation—and and and then I go ahead and I reciprocate that. But maybe the person in my life uh, likes uh, time together so you have to really understand the person in your life so that you can both give each other the uh the proper uh love language and they you know so that they can receive love okay i want to talk to you today about fear of commitment and we hear this a lot especially in the second lifers because because people have been through a lot and they have been through a lot of times. They're divorced, or they've lost somebody, um, God forbid, uh, through death, and or they've just had lots of breakups. And people fear commitment. They they and it's they think at this age, you get to that point. At this age, you go, oh, it's just so much easier to be alone. When years ago, you didn't want to be alone. Now you're like, okay, I just want to be alone. Be, it's easier. I don't want to deal with anybody's. You know baloney. Instead, uh, but that's really it's it's fear-based. Now, here's here's what I want to say before I get into the fears of fear of commitment. If your intention is to really never be in a serious relationship, and you're clear with that intention, God bless, and that's fine. You have to live your life on your terms. We already talked about this. However. If you're not able to commit to something or somebody, and my guess is anybody who is non committal in a relationship is probably non committal in some other areas of their lives as well, that's a problem. Because you're not living your best life. If you're fearing commitment, and you're living, first, that's fear based it's it's a fear-based mentality and you're not living your best life you're not living your authentic life because your soul your spirit more than likely wants to be attached to another person because that's the way we that's the way we're created and the root the root cause of commitment fears it's There are abandonment issues. People have abandonment issues. People who fear, who will not make a commitment, they keep people at bay because they have abandonment issues. They have been walked away from or left. And, you know, sometimes they've had a death and they don't even realize that that's causing their abandonment issues and what people do is they stay separate from other people they they keep them at bay or they don't they they play games they tell stories this is the best they tell themselves stories they make up little stories in their head as to what's really going on but it really isn't the truth and they just tell themselves a story And you know, we all tell stories. Why didn't he call me? Oh well, you know, he doesn't like me, or this. We don't know. We don't know that he didn't drop the phone in the in the toilet. Okay, we tell ourselves stories, and that helps us to feel better about what's going on. It helps us to explain whatever we want to explain away to keep things, you know, separate, and so we don't have to risk our hearts and risk getting hurt. I'm going to let you in know on a little secret, people. Love is easy. People make it difficult. Being inauthentic to your your true self brings difficulty into any relationship. Now, do you want to jump in first date already to marry somebody? No. Hello, no, hell to the no, to the no, no, <laughs> no, 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 What you want to do, though, is if you do like somebody, you do want to give them the time it takes. And to move on to that next step where you're doing a lot more with each other and you're spending more time together, that's when people get, get, get a little cray-cray. The first couple of months, it's all bliss. The first, it's all happy bliss. Then you start inviting them over to your, you know, to your friend's house or to what's going on. And, and all of a sudden, it's becoming a little bit more um, evident that things are getting a little bit more serious. And then all of a sudden, the problems creep up. They creep up and they people start to make up difficulties and it's all be, it's all fear based it's all because they're afraid they can't be real and i'm going to be honest with you you need to have these conversations up front we talked about this last week and if somebody doesn't when somebody tells you they they don't want to be in a in a relationship even if you know they're lying You've got to believe them. If they tell you they don't want they they don't want to be committed, believe them. Believe them. Don't try and change them. Let them go if that's what you, if unless you're okay with it. They've got issues. They've got abandonment issues that you can't help. Even if you're a shrink, you can't help them because they need to get their own shrink. They need to get their own coach. And they need to work through their own stuff. And at, in your 50s, if you're playing games in relationships, that's a problem. Stop telling stories. Stop telling everybody else stories. Stop telling yourself stories. Stop being honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself first. Ask yourself questions. What do I want? Do I want to be alone forever? Do I just want Mr. Right Now or Miss Right Now? And you know what? If you do, that's your business. As long as you're clear with your intentions. But if you're noncommittal, if you're noncommittal for a reason, you know, there's a reason. You're afraid. You've, you've been hurt and abandoned. And I understand that. I'm not, I'm not diminishing that. The, 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 those are painful situations. However, it's not living the full expression of your life. You're not you're doing yourself a grave disservice by not allowing yourself to get close to somebody who might be might just bring you some really nice value into your life. They might bring value to you. They might help you that you know where it was supposed to be helpmates. That's from, you know, chapter 1 in Genesis. Helpmates. We help each other to get to the point where we, you know, where we transition over. We, we raise each other up. We bring value into each other's lives. We're called to live in these kind of relationships. So if you are with somebody who fears commitment, think twice about hanging in there. And you can always say, you know what, this isn't going to work for me. You go ahead. I'm not going to change you. You do what you want to do. But I want to find, I wanna find somebody who, wants to, who, who really wants to be with me because I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with me. Be honest. Be honest. Be honest with yourself and be honest with the person you're with. Take a risk. Be vulnerable. Share your heart and love always. We're going to take a sharp, short break. And we, when we come back, how to find peace within. This is for you, Sue.
3: Yeah. change.
1: It's the Boston Guido. I'm on the Just Steph show.
2: Forget about it.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Guido. All right. Your soul is restless until you live your purpose. And here's this week's soul reading.
1: for you
0: When the sun goes down Okay, all righty. So, I'm going to pull an energy card. Here we go. I'm going to pull an energy card. Let's see. Ooh. Be patient. So, if you're out there in radio land and Facebook land and you're listening to this, Something's going on. You need to be patient. Maybe that's for me, (laughs) right? Okay. So, if you want an online soul reading, you need to email me, Steph at JustSteph.com, and you know, so we can talk a little bit first to get you set up. But I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, moving past suffering. And uh, first of all, you need to understand that the root attachments are the root of all suffering. So, whether you're attached to your car, to your dog, to people, whatever it is and 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 some of it and I'm not saying you should have not have normal uh mourning of loss that's not what I'm talking about, but suffering in general we usually it's usually self inflicted because we are attached to outcomes outcomes uh, you know we want something to happen or we want our life to be different, or we want something in our lives that we don't get. And we, we, are, we suffer from that. So I, I did a little meditation on this. And how do people move past the suffering? How do they release the pain? How do they move forward in the life that was, in, to live the life that was meant for them? So here's what I got. Number one, you need to understand you've chose this life, all of it. You chose it before you came into your physical body. Before you came into time, space, reality, you chose everything about your life, your body. And I'm going to tell you this. I walked around mad because, you know, I had the the whole Poland syndrome, the limb difference, everything. And I was so mad at God about all all of it. And I realized, you know, well, maybe I chose all this. And then I went, I did. So you choose everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, the people, the pain, all of it. Number two, detachment is the key to, to decreasing or eliminating suffering. So not being so worried about outcomes, not being tied to having to have certain things, not being tied, to, not being tied in an unhealthy way to people. That doesn't mean we don't have appropriate mourning and when we lose somebody. It's healthy. You must mourn. You must go through the five stages of grief. It's a must in order to heal. That doesn't mean anything will ever be the same again because that person's gone. It just means that you live your best purpose-driven life Post the grieving process, and number three, understanding the ways of the universe. Getting to understand, getting a grip on the fact that we're we're spiritual beings. We're not all. We're we're physical. But we're more spiritual than we are physical. But we can't see that because it's not what we see. We only see our physical bodies. We only see time and space reality. But the truth is our spiritual makeup is more predominant because it's there before we come into this body and after and in between. So we're eternal beings. We're more powerful then we really understand. We, We need to open ourselves up to creativity, guidance, knowledge, and understanding from the divine. Love, manifestations, and our desires are included in all of that. We have access to the other side of the veil, but we don't understand it. We don't know this. We don't know that by aligning ourselves with our higher power that we have now plugged in to a direct channel that will support us, love us, guide us, open ourselves up, Help us with our work and what we do, our family and our relationships. Number four, we need to wake up from the dream. We need to see reality for what it is. The lies of domestication, the way that we think life ought to be lived. Wake up, people, wake up. It's a dream, it's all a dream and until you can get real with the evolution process with evolving as a person which, with, with walking on our soul's path our soul's journey we're living in a dream number five be careful about this we get what we ask for whatever we focus on whether it's lack like we don't have enough money that's what you get People cannot see how as humans we are connected to one another. If my spiritual makeup is a piece of the divine and your spiritual makeup is a piece of the divine, then we're spiritually related. Which, again, how do people sleep at night? Because people do things to their own family In this spiritual, you know, our spiritual family, they're doing things to people that are are awful. We know, I'm not going to get into the news of politics, but how do people sleep when they mistreat each other? We're a spiritual family, and the family is the key. We talked about family earlier. We know what that looks like. I already told you what that is. People need to be a family. We need to love more and think less. Suffering is a tough subject. People don't want to talk about it or they don't they'll just say, "Well, this, you know, you can't, you know, you can't help it." Yes, you you know what? If you go to the extreme, yes, suffering, you know, from a loss of a person is 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 by far the worst. It's the worst thing you can feel. If you put it into perspective with the whole spiritual world, with the whole life, and where they belong, and I just I just heard this on TikTok. I had this uh, psychic uh, talking about we have we choose when we want to exit stage left. This is what I talked when you know she was confirming or affirming what I already know is that we choose everything. And people don't realize that, yes, we don't, the manner of which, in which we, we transition out, whether it's, you know, they, somebody suffers or they're, you know, they're, they've had a heart attack and just go. They just, it, whatever that is, is, is what they chose before they came into their body. But appropriate mourning is a must. And I want to say that over again, because you have to go through those five stages. So it's. Bar, uh, denial, bargaining, depression, anger, and acceptance. It's not linear either. It it's you know it goes, you know sometimes you could be depressed, sometimes you could be angry, sometimes you can you know you can go back and you know bargain or and it's a way to hold on to that person and or and it and it doesn't have to be about a person. It could be be anything. It could be a house or. Uh, or, God forbid, a loss of a pet or a, uh, or a job or maybe a business. I had, I've had to revamp some things in my business. I've had to go through a, the mourning process that the way that I was doing things were not going to be working for me. So we, always ha- we have to mourn the things that we lose in an appropriate way. And then move on. And then move on. So call me if you have any opinions on this uh, or ask me any questions. It's 781-837-4900. So I have my very special guest. He's on hold right now. Uh, Frankie Di Pasquale. And so I'm so thrilled to have him. Let me tell you a little bit about Frankie. Uh, Frankie... Frank Di Pasquale dreamt about bringing his Italian culture to America ever since he was a young boy growing up in a small town under Mount Vesuvius near the Amalfi Coast. At four years old, Di Pasquale and his family traveled to Boston to start a new beginning, doing what they knew best, promoting the Italian way of life. Things did not go as planned in America, and shortly after their arrival, DiPasquale Pasquale moved back to Italy with his family. After a few years home, they decided to give it another go and once again made the journey across the Atlantic. This time, instead of bringing their Italian business of selling confetti to America, Di Pasquale's parents took jobs that were in demand at the time and were successful doing so. When Di Pasquale became of age, he took on three jobs of his own and attended, attended Suffolk University in Boston. After college... De Pasquale decided it was time to start doing what his family had always wished, to bring the Italian way of life to America. Frankie's Frankie's restaurants include Brico, Mare, Acqua Pazza, Asaggio, Quattro, Trattoria Il Panino, Brico Salumeria, Brico Panetteria, uh, Fratelli, Frankie, Frank and Nick's, those are at the Encore, and Brico Suites, which I actually have stayed in uh, right above Brico. Uh, those are for, it's like a little uh, hotel, uh, apartments to rent if you want to stay in the North then for a weekend. And he also is the uh, originator, the founder, and the editor of Scene Magazine. Welcome, Frankie. Thanks for being here.
2: Hi, Steph. How are you? Congratulations! What a great show.
0: Thank you. I appreciate you being. Thank you so much, and and uh, I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, you've you've done you've done so much for the North End, and uh, to and instill the values and traditions uh, from Italy here in America, and to teach all of us so much more about the Amalfi Coast and about the traditions in Italy. So I I really appreciate you being here. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey? Uh, How did you get to all these restaurants and and all of what you're doing?
2: Well, to tell you the truth, I, I came here when I was four years old with my mother, father, and my sister Lara. And it was quite a journey. Uh, my father left 18 brothers and sisters in the Amalfi Coast, the uh, Neapolitan area of Italy. And my mother was the last of nine. And they took a chance because we had a confetti company in Italy called Ambrosio. And they took a chance to come over here and to start the same thing over here. Unfortunately, it didn't work. And here it happened. The worst thing of all, my father passed away at 51. 51. I was 15 years of age, and I guess you become the man of the family very, very fast. And so, right away, three jobs, started working. My mother worked as a stitcher in a factory. My sister worked in the cleaners, and I was working in two drugstores because I thought I was going to be a pharmacist, but that never happened either. Right. So, so it, it was a tough little journey, so. It was hard, and uh, and we found a way to make it work, you know, and it was through a lot of hard work, a lot of passion, and honestly, to try to create that same thing that we had in Italy over here in the United States, and that's something that I'll do forever and ever. And it was a promise when I saw my dad uh, on that dying deathbed. I, I said to him, listen, your, your dream didn't come true for you, but I'm going to make that dream come true for the rest of the family.
0: I, I love that, but I, so... You know, tell how did you keep going? Because you know, especially entrepreneurs out there that are listening, and I'm an entrepreneur as well. You know, where did you get the drive to keep going? Because you know, there's always failures and and hard you know hard times along the way in growing such a big company.
2: Well, sometimes you make mistakes, and I thought I was going to be in the clothing business, so I opened up a shoe store on Newberry Street. Newberry Street called Italia, and it was a Bali men's and women's shoe store. And unfortunately, I got robbed there, and I lost everything. I didn't have the right insurance to cover everything. And first of all, I didn't really like the, the fact of uh, doing shoes. It just wasn't my thing. Right. But my passion was food, food and wine. And I said, well, listen, let me take a quick shot at this. So I started working, and I worked in the hospitality business. I worked in a lot of nightclubs. I worked at Jason's. That was oh, one yeah. of the premier nightclubs of the I city. I Jason's. worked at Whimsy's. I worked in a number of nightclubs uh, all over the Harbour House, uh, mm-hmm. Chameleon, and a, a number of nightclubs also in Florida. And And I said, you know something, I'm going to learn this hospitality business up and down. Mm-hmm. And I did exactly that. And then I took a shot, and I says, listen, it's time for me to to really get to work, and I was asked to be the East Coast representative for uh, Steve Wynn uh-huh. with the Wynn Casinos, and honestly, to have a, a mentor like Steve Wynn and Mr. Myerson that was probably the godfather of Las Vegas, uh-huh. uh, he's a master of, uh, of hospitality, and I learned it, I was a sponge, I learned it uh, up and down. And I took a shot, and I finally said, well, it's time for me to open up a little tiny restaurant, the, the dream that I had. Mm-hmm. And I did it, and it was on Palmetto Street. It was called uh, it was called Il Camino at the time. Right. It was just this, a sandwich shop. And I, I turned that into a trattoria. Mm-hmm. It was 20 seats, and today it's about 340 seats. And uh, everything sprang from uh, that venture to a lot of different uh, ventures around the hospitality business and teaching the 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 culture, the tradition, and everything that goes on in Italy it should be here in the United States. And, and I think the perfect place to do it, which was not in Boston.
0: So why do you think it's so important to teach the world about Italy and, and, and how Americans have been positively influenced by our traditions?
2: Well, the I'll tell you the truth. There's nothing, first of all, like Italian food. And and the respect that we have for one another as Italians, we love we, where we came from. We speak about it every single day. Uh, we are the, the race that, honestly, I believe, did so, so much for the United States of America, and I don't want them to have the wrong perception of who we are. As Italians, we are wonderful people. We're loving people. We're people that care. We're people that um, just... Want to make sure that every single day is a, a, a work about. You know, we work very hard at what we do, and and the whole idea, just as my mother and my father did, and my sister did, and as I did. Every single day, we wake up as uh, not just hungry, but we wake up starving. And I I always say that. Uh, I, I actually I had a meeting uh, two weeks ago, and I said to all my staff, what makes us different from everybody else? And there's. 103 restaurants in the north end, and they came up with so many different scenarios. The food, and I says, yeah, I believe that, but there's some that, that's not the answer I'm looking for. They said service, and I says, I believe that, and that's not the answer I'm looking for. Then they said location, location, location. I believe that. You know the difference. You know what it is. Everybody wakes up hungry, but I wake up starving. All right, and I want everyone that works for me to wake up with that same hunger and that same starving attitude that I have.
0: Oh, I love that. So how about for those of us, the Italian-Americans or the Sicilian-Americans, why is it important to continue the traditions that our ancestors brought over? And, you know, like the dinner table, our feasts, you know, delicious food and great wines. I know how I feel about it, but what would you say for all of us that are, you know, that we want to, why should we continue these traditions?
2: Well, family is, is the foundation of everything. I mean, family, uh, church and family and eating together. Today, everybody's running off for a quick meal, a quick bite, a lunch, a quick this, a quick right. that. I remember playing baseball. I'll never forget it. I, I hit a home run, and we had a bell that went off at 12 o'clock, and I had to be home. If not, I'd be punished. And I hit a home run, and I went from home plate to first base to second base, the bell went off, and I took off from second base, and I went home because <laughs> I, I had to make sure I got there at 12 o'clock. Yep. And everybody says, where did Frankie go? Where did Frankie go? Well, you know, it was the tradition. It was a tradition to eat with the family. That's and it funny. was a tradition to be with the family every Sunday, and that's why they call it that Sunday meal, that every Italian knows what it is. And I think half of the Americans are starting to learn that as well. And it's all about being together. It's about doing dishes together. It's about cooking together. Mm-hmm. It's about talking about our sports, talking about our city, talking about how we could teach our way of life and our traditions and our culture to everybody else.
0: I love it. And, you know, I, I, I just actually was talking a little bit about that uh, before you, you joined us. I was talking about family. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about your restaurants
2: well i all my restaurants happen to be a little different um you I didn't want to have uh just a series of tragicville paninos right so what I did is I wanted to have a real premier restaurant and we we do a lot of brick oven cooking and it's called brico and brico i would say is my premier restaurant okay mm-hmm. it's uh it's a restaurant where you're not just going to get the yard every you're going to get uh, something that you're going to say, "Wow, I got to return again to have that dish." Mm-hmm. Um, everything is finished in the brick oven, whether it's steaks, whether it's gnocchi, whether it's uh, any kind of pasta, it's any fish. It's all got that little char on the top, and it's exactly what the woods and and that whole heat from the brick oven uh, creates, so that you could have that perfect meal. Brico um, is such a special restaurant. Honestly, if I had to copy it again, I don't even think I could do it again. It's um, fabulous. that's that's uh, that's one of my restaurants, and Brico, of course, has a panetteria, yes. which I have uh, a lot of uh, some of the best bakers in Italy, uh, making some of the best breads uh, shabbata, the ciabatta, the, the baguettes, the the uh, the miche, the um, so, so many different varieties of breads. Um, and people love it, you know, and right next door we have the pasta shop. Yep. Okay, which is the Salomadilla. Mm-hmm. And we make these fresh sandwiches right in the Salomadilla with that fresh bread. And it's nice and hot, and it's great. And and how can you not want a sandwich like that? It's uh, probably the best sandwich in town. Um, and Brico, on top of Brico, I have the sweets. So yep. everything is centered around Brico, you know. And living in Brico sweets is like uh, being home away from home. And, yep. and we give you all the love and all the hugs. And, you know, there's 25 sweets and. And people just love staying there. And the word is getting out real fast, and we're booked all the time now. And um, people love it. And they return, and uh, they love our neighborhood, and they love the way that we treat them. And it's great. The other restaurant that I have is right next to Brico is Mari. And me, I'm a seafood eater. And I wanted to create the greatest Italian restaurant that I I could do, seafood restaurant that I could create. Mari, you're going to have the greatest baked stuffed lobster on the planet. You're going to have... Pastas pasta is done with seafood. You're going to have uh, lagostinos grilled. You're going to have zucchini flowers. You're going to have so many different things that you're really going to want to eat and enjoy. The pastas are sensational right from the appetizers right to the desserts. And everybody's telling me, wow, when when they leave. And that's, that's the greatest feeling that a, a restaurateur could have. Uh, then I have my pizzeria, which is quattro. I have my Trattoria, which is Trattoria Panino, which mm-hmm. was my first restaurant. I have Acqua Pazza, mm-hmm. all right, which is a combination of all my restaurants. And then I have Asaggio, which is Positano oh, yeah. Cuisine, because that's one of my favorite cities in Italy. And I said, I want to do a menu that's exactly like the menu there. And, you know, you, you put them all together, and, and you, you get a combination of different restaurants. Then the casino, we were lucky enough to have two locations in the casino, Mm-hmm. And I partnered up with a very, very dear friend of mine that owns the Strager Group mm-hmm. and Nick Marano, and we did this one together, and we love being together, and And honestly, I, the casino is so happy to have us there, and we're so happy to be there. So it's a little bit combination of everything there, and then we wake up every single morning, of course, to have the best coffee we could have at Dolce, which is my coffee shop in Gelato. And um, you have uh, some cannolis that are made right to order, right in front of you. Uh, and people are really adapting to that as well. So a little bit of everything. And, and that's where I want to bring a little bit of everything that Italy has to offer to this not dead. And if I haven't finished yet, I still have a lot more things to do.
0: So what, what do you think is the most, for you, what's the most satisfying part of having people dining one, in one of your restaurants?
2: Well, the most satisfying part is that they return. If yeah. they return, then I guess we all did a great job. Right. Uh, when they leave, I want them to leave with a smile. I teach my waiters to watch the first bite or the first sip of the wine or whatever they're drinking and always go to the table and see if everything's cooked to their liking. Right. And when they put a smile on their face and they return and their just return, and the word is out there that we are the best because nobody remembers who comes in second. I, don't, I tell my staff all the time, do you remember who came in second in the World Cup? Or the Kentucky Derby. Well, I don't want to come in second. I only want to be first. So I want I want my people, and you know I don't I don't treat them like uh, my staff. I don't I don't treat them like staff. I, I I treat them like family. There you go. And also every customer that comes in there is going to get a hug from me. We didn't do it to, uh, during COVID, but uh, I'll tell you the truth. I miss the fact of hugging and and saying hello to every single person that comes in the doors.
0: I love it. I love it. So what's next for Deepasqually Ventures?
2: Well, I I look around in the North End, and I want this North End because the North End is the greatest in the city community in the yeah, country, I agree. okay? There is nothing like the North End anywhere in any city in the United States. And I see people that come in from California, from New York, from Atlantic City, from Las Vegas, from all over, all right? And all they say is there's nothing like this, and I agree with them. There really is nothing like this. And what makes the North End? So powerful. I'm, I'm going to ask that question to myself. Well, first of all, we have the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. We have so many Catholic Churches there, three Catholic Churches there. Right. Okay? And there's so many weddings, and there's so many baptisms and confirmations, and so many events that come around uh, the Church, and that's the foundation of the whole not Then, And then you're housed right next door to the Boston Garden, which houses the Celtics and the Bruins, two of the greatest teams of all times. And every time that there's a, a show in in the Boston Garden, do they come to celebrate this or not then. That's right. You have the Italian feast, which is a magnet for people to come to the North then. And there's these five or six great feasts every single weekend in August. Yep. And people just love our feasts, our traditions, our culture, and so forth. And then we're surrounded by so many different hotels. And we're surrounded by... Suffolk University and Emerson College, and all these young students that are living there right now, and bringing their culture a little bit to the North End, and these are people from all over the world. You know, you have some of the greatest hospitals in Boston, and a lot of the the doctors and the nurses live in the North End. Yeah, the North End is special because the Freedom Trail is the history of America. Mm. Paul Revere's house, yep. Old North Church, the Parado. Yep. I mean. How can you beat the not then? The not then has it all. It has it's the, the ultimate package. That's right. And then we have hundred and three restaurants, cafes. It's you know, it's people make places. Places don't make people. That's right. People make places and outside of every one of those doors there's an owner welcoming you to their to their restaurant or their business.
0: That's right.
2: There's nothing like the not then. So what I do is I look for to answer the question. And to get right to the question, you know, I look at things that the not doesn't have right now. And as I travel through Italy, I says, what does it need? It needs a gelateria. We put a there. Right now, I'm, I'm looking at a jewelry store, a high-end jewelry store in the not-then. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking to do. What doesn't it have also? It doesn't have a culinary school. And I think we have to have a not culinary institute. You know, what else do we need? We need an, arts, uh, an art studio in the not-then. All right. I hope someone brings an art studio to the North End. Right. There's so many different things in the North End. We need a pasta shop, a place where we can see people making pasta. Yep. All right. And that might be another venture for for me or someone else. Right. I think the North End, it's almost there. It's almost, almost there. And I hope before I shut my eyes that I can make the North End exactly, exactly as great as any little neighborhood in any part of. Sicily, or any part of the Amalfi Coast, or any part of Tuscany, or any part of Milan. I hope that we could bring this all here in the north end, and I hope the tradition stays forever and ever.
0: Frankie, I I can't thank you enough uh, for spending time with us tonight. I, I really I really appreciate it. I hope sometime you'll come back and uh, and chat with me again. I I love what you're doing. I love. We of course we all love we love your restaurants they're amazing, and um, thank you. and I personally thank you for helping to teach the world the America about our Italian traditions and how amazing our Italian uh, heritage is.
2: Thank you so much, and what a great show you have! Thank and you. I, I wish you always the best uh, in the future. Thank and it's you. been an honor and a pleasure to be on your show.
0: Thank you, thank you, Frankie. Take care.
2: Thank you. Have
0: a great day. All right. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sure. All right. If you're ready to get your biz in front of over 100K peeps, email me at steph at juststeph.com. That was amazing. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, your social 411. from the Women of Boston Lingerie, and you are listening to The Just Stuff Show. Thanks, Maria. All right, so if you want to get your uh your your biz in front of over 100k peeps, it's $250 to sit with me, spend 10 minutes with me, and we'll promote you everywhere. Living happens during leisure. That's where the body is refreshed, the heart is moved, the spirit is lifted, and the mind is expanded. You went, wanted to know where to go this weekend and you've been waiting for your social
1: 411.
0: Okay, so this is what I did this weekend. i got to tell you. So Tuesday, this past Tuesday, I was at Nando for AMS's birthday. That was fabulous. Thursday, we headed to East Bay Grill in Plymouth. Nando's in the north end. East Bay Grill in Plymouth, which was really amazing. It's really a great place to go and sit outside the, p- the patio. Uh, on Saturday, I was at Nico. Uh, for the Saint Ag- during the St. Agrippina Feast and Nando a little later on. On Sunday, I had an amazing salad at Monica's Mercado from Sal- Salem Street in the North End. I was there for the feast again. And Monday today, I had lunch at Mia Ragazza right here in Marshfield, and that was fabuloso. This coming weekend, I'm going to be in the North End all weekend long. It is my feast, Madonna della Cava, if you come in, make sure you come and say hi to me. We it's going to be a blast. It's so much fun and what I uh, want to tell you, what I want to say, too, I want to do a little shout-out because the, for the Madonna uh, crowd, we lost so many people over the last couple of years between COVID and and everything else. Uh, Paul Santangelo, young Joey Santangelo, Michael um, Patanisi, Michael Romano, dear friend of mine, and, oh, God, love him. I, I love Anthony Lavolo and Maureen Rini, the cannoli girl. We lost so many people, so just a little memory for to them. And uh, I will let you know next week about the restaurants I head to. They'll be all in the North End for sure. Uh, this week is Boston Restaurant Week uh, till the 20th. Uh, At the seaport, we have Ocean Prime, Rosa Mexicano. Uh, In the north end is Tresca, Antico Forno, City Winery, Boston. And south of Boston is Davio's Italian Steakhouse in Braintree. Okay, so the feast, this is what's coming up. So this weekend coming up, I'm so excited. It's the Madonna della Cava feast, Friday through Sunday. It's on Hanover and... um, Battery Street, and it's going to be a complete blast. In a couple of weeks, this is August 18th through the 21st, is the 112th annual celebration of the Fisherman's Feast in honor of La Madonna del Socorso of Shaka. They have some great... uh, entertainment they they'll be dancing blue man group uh lots of uh food and they have a doo-wop a- cappella and of course on sunday night is the famous flight of the angel you don't want to miss that if you have not seen that you it's you you cannot not see this it's an amazing 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 uh Event, uh, the angel comes out and speaks to the Madonna in on perfect Sicilian, and of course we have August twenty fifth is Saint Lu- Lucy's, and August twenty sixth is Saint Anthony's feast. More on that next week. And coming up, let me see what do we have going on at Kowloon. We have uh, the Legends of Summer on Friday night, and on Saturday night is Kowloon Country Night Live. Coming up in Marshfield, live at the Jetty this week, we have Mike Kane on Friday and Jim Sylvia on Saturday. Uh, Station 8 here in Marshfield, both Friday and Saturday nights at 8.30 p.m. is Disco Dream, so it's a disco night. If you're here in Marshfield and you want to hit the disco scene, you want to get to Station 8, Mia Ragazza has live music Thursday through Saturday on the pia- on the patio, in Cohasset we have uh, the the music circus, the South Shore Music Circus, and Lyle Lovett is there on August thirteenth. Uh, That's Saturday, and Sunday is the um, it's Abba the concert. In uh, at Tolson's Tap and Tavern in Bro- uh, Pembroke we have Pat Kearns on Friday night. And cruising on Saturday night, they have Sunday Fun Day from twelve to eight p.m. in in Plymouth, uh, we have the uh, the East Bay Grill uh, and Midtown Horns Thursday from on eight, uh, this Thursday eight thirty to eleven. in Weymouth. We have precinct 10 for Friday and Saturday night dancing. And of course, if you hit the North end, you definitely want to, you definitely want to try Brico. And you know, Brico has been on, um, it's been on the food network. They, 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 they went there because my, my son was totally, he's like, we got to go to Brico. But all the restaurants that uh, Frankie mentioned are amazing. Asagio is unbelievable. They're all beautiful restaurants. So make sure you, if you go to the North End and you go to uh, one of Frankie's restaurants, you tell them that you heard it right here on the Just Stuff show. You want to let them know that you heard Frankie because uh, he's amazing and he's, he's done so much great stuff for the north end, and there's so much more to come. And I hope that you will, you will come into the north end and visit us during the feasts. Uh, we love to have you. We want people to come in and, and eat at the restaurants and enjoy the amazing Italian hospitality. Especially if you hit one of uh, Frankie's restaurants, Aquapazza, Quattro. Quattro is the uh, is the pizzeria. And I will tell you, uh, Il Panino has the best veal Milanese there is it's It's unbelievable it's so it's so great, so uh, there are some really amazing restaurants and there's also other restaurants as well and I know Frankie will agree that uh just if you come into the knot then you it won't disappoint it won't disappoint you uh it won't disappoint you and you will have a blast, especially if you come into the feast and say hi to us uh it's an amazing 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 time so uh, if you have a fun event at your, at your biz, email me at steffatjuststuff.com, and I'll get you on this list. It's social411. Big thank you. Big, big, big thank you. Abbracci and baci to Frankie Di Pasquale. Grazie. Grazie per tutti. Thank you. Thank you, Frankie. I hope you'll come back and, and grace us with, the, with the, more of your stories. I know you have a million of them. So uh, grab a copy of my book. You want to definitely get it. It's by Book.com. Email me, email me, steff at just and tell me what you want to hear on the show and come with me to Sicily. You definitely want to do this if you're ready to transform your life and create a legacy that you can be proud of. Join my free Facebook community, Get Real with Just Steff. Follow me on Instagram, The Real Just Steff. TikTok is The Real Just Steph. YouTube is The Just Steph Show and iTunes is The Just Steph Show. So don't miss a sexy Monday night. I'm going to see you all next week. Know I love you all. Wishing you love, balance, and peace. Ciao, ciao, baby. I love you. I do. Thanks for tuning in to The Just Steph Show. Be sure to make your Monday night sexy every week from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on WATD 95.9. In the meantime, if you are ready to transform your life, shoot me an email at steph at Tell me what's going on in your life. I want to hear from you.